<clears throat> this is Austin Michaels. <clears throat> we are in season seven, episode three. The last season, uh, excuse me, the last episode, we did a commentary on Matthew 4 1 through 11. I got through the first two temptations, but because I was tired, I wanted to wait and be a little better rested for the third temptation. And so, since we read the passage last time, this time I would just jump in with a summary and then jump in. So, last episode, um, we talked about Jesus' first temptation. After he was fasting 40 days and 40 nights, Satan tempted, Satan tempted Jesus at his weakest point when he was about starved to death and asked Jesus to do something he could do, which was to turn stones into bread. Jesus, of course, quotes scripture and says man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so, by using the scripture, he defeats Satan. The second temptation is the devil, the devil took him up to the holy city and set him at the pinnacle of the temple, the highest place of the temple. And of course, Satan quotes the Psalm 91, as I referred to last time, and twists that psalm just enough so that perhaps Jesus would jump down and uh, the angels would catch him. Um, Jesus, of course, doesn't even argue with the logic of that scripture, but simply points out and, and he, Jesus says, it is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Because Jesus is God, Satan was tempting Jesus, Satan was tempting God. And so by, by quoting that verse, he shows that whatever Satan is trying to cause Jesus to do, the verse that is quoted um, shows that Satan is tempting Jesus. Now, of course, I suppose I should make this clear that that verse doesn't contradict what Satan quoted, but rather the means of Satan was to tempt Jesus to do something that he shouldn't do. Um... And so, it's not that, I guess I always have said that this is, he just to show that Satan contradicted another passage of scripture. He does. How he does it is wrong. He, he, he has to um, cause Jesus to f jump out of the temple by tempting him. Well, the means that Satan uses is wrong. He's disobeying scriptures to get Jesus to do something and quotes the scripture. So it does remind us that just because someone can quote scripture passage to get us to do something, we have to ask, well, how do you want me to do this thing you want me to do? And if the means is evil, it's not God's will. 
with the first temptation with a fasting four days and forty nights when he was hungry Jesus quotes a very interesting verse out of in context that that isn't it, it, Jesus reaches a higher plane of spirituality. Satan wants Jesus to eat when he's fasting. Very legitimate. Jesus knows the Father's will and says, Look, the Israelites, here's a verse. Now, Jesus doesn't say this. He simply quotes, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In context, the Israelites learned by Moses, as Moses said, and by what God taught the Israelites, that just by eating food, manna, filling your bellies, or whether you were hungry, and whether the Israelites were grumbling against God, a empty stomach and a full stomach did not keep the Israelites safe. They died if they disobeyed God's commands in the Old Testament. And so Jesus is saying, look Satan, eating food and not eating food isn't a point. It's obeying the Father's will. That's the highest point. That's, a, that's, the, that's what I've come to do. And, and you have to learn that we can't just eat physical food but live by all God's word. In other words, Satan, what Jesus is basically saying, if Satan thought about it, I'm sure he did, was that the reason I'm not eating is the Father told me to. So I have to learn to obey all the Father's will. I can't be eating food right now. So Jesus knows the scriptures very well. He knew the Old Testament. And he used the Old Testament against Satan. It worked every time. And that second temptation, if I'm going back, I should I, should, I point out the logic of scriptures that Satan used and the logic what that scripture actually says in Psalm 91. However, I, I, I did not point out why would Satan want Jesus to jump down from a temple? What's so tempting of jumping off a really high object? I'm not tempted to jump off a high object. <laughs> um, I'm scared. Uh, of course, Jesus being God, maybe he did have angels. So maybe he wasn't scared. But but why did Satan tempt Jesus to want to talk? jump down from the temple in the middle of a city where everyone could see him. And this is where I think it comes to the pride of life. Uh, um, there is a verse in First John, and if I can find it, I'll look it up while I'm talking. But if Jesus jumps down from the temple... In the middle of the day, in a holy in Jerusalem, where everyone can see him, and the angels do catch him, Jesus just wowed a bunch of people. He jumps down, the angels catch him. Everyone sees him. Say, who's this guy that can jump down from a high temple? And all the angels, you know, he either the angels are invisible, he just drops the ground unhurt. Or he, a bunch of angels actually catch him. Um, and I think it's what most a lot of theologians have always said: it's the pride of life. There's, a, I found a verse, 
1 John chapter 2, verse 16. Uh, verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither things are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, that's tempting to eat food. The lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the, is not of the Father, but of the world. The world passeth, passeth away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Now, First John, the, John the Apostle who walked with Jesus, he could have been thinking about Jesus' three temptations. I do not know. But the lust of the flesh was definitely what Adam fell for. The lust of the eyes, that, that fruit desired to make one wise. And it would have definitely made him puffed up and prideful. Look what I've gained through eating the fruit. Satan tempted Jesus with the lust of the flesh, the, the desire for food, when he was starving to death. The lust of the eyes um, could be either he wanted people's we sometimes want people to like us and jumping off the temple while people could be that. The pride of life. Um, being proud. Now God is God. He can be proud. But as Jesus as a human, he had to set a human example for us to follow. And he was very humble and meek. He was not proud. I mean, he wasn't. And the third temptation, which we'll, of course we'll get to, is is the king. He could receive all the kingdoms of the world, power. Um, and of course, Jesus um, doesn't, of course, give in to any of the temptations. But so to go back um, to my point is why would Satan tempt Jesus to jump down from the temple? Probably. So that Jesus would be tempted to show himself as the Messiah in a powerful way. And Jesus many times said to people, I've healed you, don't tell people about it. Go to priests. Don't tell anyone. So Jesus was not looking for popularity. Uh, but Satan was trying to get Jesus to do something that wasn't in the Father's will. It would have made him look good. It would have made him powerful and prideful. But it was not God's will. Um, and so Jesus simply says, you should not tempt the Lord thy God. He used the verse. So the third temptation is what we're going to talk about today. So I'll read the last few verses since we will talk about this today. Verse 8. Again, the devil taketh, taketh him up in, into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And saith unto him, all these things I will give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So, we are not told the mountain that Satan takes Jesus to. But it was an exceeding high mountain. 
And Satan showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. The glory of them is probably the um what they would obtain. Now, to explain this, let me first point out I don't think this is talking about that he actually saw all the kingdoms with his physical eye. In fact, this could be talking about all the kingdoms that will rise in time. I don't know. Um It's Omegle, the kingdom of his time. Let's start with Exceeding High Mountain. One map website, which I looked up, says this, and I quote, Interestingly, the world's longest line of sight is not from Mount Everest, but from Denkova, Kyrgyzstan, which is 5.971 miles, to Hindi Ta, China, which is 6.36 miles high. The total distance that you can see is 334 miles. And so the, the tallest, the, the, the place in the world where you can see the farthest on a clear day is 334 miles. You can't see all the kingdoms of the world. Um, it, the Roman Empire is more than 334 miles. And it's been calculated that if you could see on Mount Everest 211 miles roundabout, that would be a clear day on Mount Everest, then you could see 140,000 square miles, which is roughly the size of Montana, Japan, or Germany. And so in other words, Satan did not take Jesus to a literally ver um, very high mountain. Uh, what? Excuse me, Jesus was probably, I believe, taken to a very high mountain. But Jesus could not literally see every kingdom from his physical eye on that, in the world, on that mountain. And the glory of them, I believe, is, is talking about every empire that were to rise and the glory of them, how powerful they became. So what Satan is tempting Jesus with is something spectacular. Basically, Satan says to Jesus, If you will fall down and worship me, then I will give you all these kingdoms you see. And of course, Jesus, what does Jesus do? Does what he always does. Quote scripture and says, um, Get thee hence. In other words, get away, Satan. Go away. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And the devil leaves him, and angels came and ministered on him. And the reason the devil left him because he had to, because Jesus said, Go away. Jesus has authority over the devil. The angels ministered him because Jesus was about to starve to death and he was probably about to die. And so the father saw that he was complete. He did everything he wanted to do in that trial. The spirit led him to wilderness purposely so that Jesus could be tempted. He fully fulfilled all temptations overcoming Satan. And then the angels ministered him so he wouldn't die. 
And by the way, that is, that is the temptations. Now, people, I would ask, does Satan know the future? Can Satan see the future? Um, th those are valid questions. Excuse me, um, I'm looking up Luke's account, cause, and Luke has it in a different order. It doesn't really matter the order, but and the devil takes him up and on an into an into an high mountain, showeth unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So the, Luke says that all the kingdoms of the world were shown in a moment of time. So that tells me that this. This wasn't, this must have been a vision or being a spirit being, uh, he, he wasn't bound to time and somehow transformed Jesus temporarily so he could see them. And, and verse 6, and devil said to him, all this power will I give thee and glory them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou shalt. Therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And then Jesus quotes a verse in Luke's gospel, Get behind me, Satan. Um, for it is written, Thou shalt serve the Lord, and him only thou shalt serve. And so, um, Satan seems to have all the kingdoms in every time frame his to give he has power and the glory of the kingdoms when we see these satanic kingdoms these evil empires rise satan seems to have the power over them he seems to control and own them in fact uh, people who worship Satan don't just worship Satan because they like Satan because he actually gives them power. I've, I've heard from several different good sources um, that many people that uh, abort babies through Satanists or do other evil acts, they actually get more money and power from the world system, the literally world system, when they do these things. Because Satan has the ability to give power and money to people he wants. And um, it, it, that, that was the temptation that Satan gave Jesus. And so what we learn is that as a Christian, uh, we do learn Satan's temptations are tempting. If, if Adam being perfect without sin nature, stro strongest place humankind's were, Adam and Eve were probably a little bit young, but either way, if if Satan's temptations worked against humans for for thousands upon thousands of years, then we have to be know that Satan's tempting. We have to be weary of that. And it's good to know that our Lord Jesus Christ overcame in his weakness 
all of Satan's temptations. Everything. I mean, Jesus was bribed, not with $10,000. They say the average, it was laid out by BlackRock, a um, news media outlet person, jokingly accidentally laid out information that BlackRock, other corporations, with just $10,000, they can buy politicians. They can bribe politicians for $10,000. Jesus was bribed with all the power of all the world kingdoms. Because Satan knew that he had to get Jesus. He, he wanted to get Jesus to sin. Or to be on his side by accepting his deal. You could be saying, saying, look Jesus, I'll give you all the kingdoms to just worship me. In other words, I'll be God. You you surrender me, Jesus, and you'll be the second most powerful person in my kingdom. It's possible that Satan was doing that to Jesus. Jesus, of course, said no and saved us all. But Satan tempted Jesus with, with everything he tempted with every other human being in the entire world with. And he overcame. So we have a high priest when we pray. We can ask him, Jesus Christ, our Melchizedekian high priest, who's in the heavenly places, help me when I'm tempted with weaknesses. He himself was also tempted, yet without sin, it says. And he's able to aid us, those who are um, also tempted, and, and, and save us forever. He's able to save us to the end. Save us to the uttermost. And so that is temptation number three. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. You uh, have a good day.